Welcome to the Parkway Life Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Mark chapter 11, and it's verse 22, and it reads as this, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. I want to talk to you for a few minutes tonight on unwavering faith. Unwavering faith. God richly bless you. You may be seated. And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. I'm going to stop right here just real quick and tell you uh, that next Wednesday night, we do this every year, uh, we take next Wednesday night off so there's no service next Wednesday night due to the fact of spring break. We have so many people that are traveling and out of town and such, and so we take that Wednesday night off. Your kids are out of school if you have kids. If not, it, it uh, really, really affects our church, and so uh, we like to, we go to church all, every Wednesday night, every Sunday, so we give you those times of the year off, and so uh, thank you, thank you for understanding and, and um, meeting back with us that following Wednesday. So next Wednesday, no service, but this Sunday, this Sunday is a really big Sunday for us. It's a Sunday we've been kind of gearing up for uh, in this whole series and uh, though it's not important than the other weeks in this series because Jesus healed all different types of things, we really believe the Lord's going to culminate all of this healing in this coming weekend and touching people's lives and bodies. And can I get a witness? Amen, amen. amen. And so I, I trust that you're praying with me about that and we asked Sunday for some people to fast with us about that. And so we're doing that, we want, our staff is doing that, and we're hoping the church is doing that to prepare our hearts and be ready for healing in all the categories we've talked about, but, and, and especially in our bodies this week. So invite a friend if you know someone needs a healing. I believe we serve a God who is a healer. Can I get a witness? Amen? Amen. Amen. So come with high faith. So I, I figured uh, since we were really gearing up for Sunday and uh, and, and, and what God has been doing and going to do this weekend, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about faith tonight to kind of prepare our hearts uh, for this weekend and such. And so, uh, and Jesus answering said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God, this unwavering faith. Faith always gets God's attention. That's just all there is to it. Faith is, it just gets his attention. It, it's this it just grabs hold of the attention of God. And your faith brings God's, bring God's pleasure, and faith always brings favor from God. And it is, uh, you don't have to have a nice car or drive a fine car, but if you li- or, or live in a big house to impress God, but if you have faith, it impresses God. It just impresses God, and he takes notice of it. So Matthew 8 and 10 says this, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, verily I say to you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. So he looked over Israel, inspected their faith, and was pleased. He, he was happy with what he saw in this, in this uh, person that they had this great faith. So we find that we can have a greater faith maybe than 
some others might have. And, and, and the Lord takes notice of that and, 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 and steps up to that. And every miracle that you ever see in the scripture can be traced back to someone having faith in God. I always say this, that faith is kind of gets you on the playing field. We've got these salvation steps that we find in the word of God. But faith gets you on the playing field. You're not going to take those steps if you don't have faith in God. It's the core. It's the basis for everything. Faith will constrain ordinary men to do extraordinary things in God. It will turn common men uh, into uncommon achievers when they have faith. It is the difference between overcomers and those who fail. It's those who don't have faith or their faith gives out on them, or they let go of their faith. Faith is the first ingredient of every miracle. So if God is going to heal people's bodies this weekend, faith has got to be present. Amen? It's not going to come through a, a, a neat message. It's not going to come through a neat song. That, it's going to come with our faith. All of those things add, and we're going to talk about those in a minute. And they build up our faith. But you've got to have that core faith and belief in God. And so I want to help build up that faith and this message to prepare our hearts for the weekend. So faith can turn someone from a hope, hopeless alcoholic to a, an achiever, an overcomer in these things. Through faith, 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 faith. Faith is that ability to believe. Believe in God. Believe in his word. It is an invisible confidence in God. You can't see it. You can't put your finger on it. You can't uh, put it in a jug. But it is this invisible confidence in God that we have. And it, 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 can, it, can, be, it, can, it can be laid dead in people. It can go dead in people. It can be dormant. It can be, or it can be alive. It can be well. It can, it can increase. It can be built up. We can encourage our faith or pull ourselves up by our faith or encourage ourselves in the Lord by our faith so we can grow. You don't have to be a biblical scholar to have it. You don't have to have all the knowledge of every text to have it. But faith can be something built on something as simple as your belief in God and God begins to grow your faith. We find out, and this in the Word of God in James 2.26, that without, without, uh, faith without works is dead. So without works, your faith is dead. So we find out we got to get involved in the process. We talked about that a little bit a few weeks ago. So I want to I do this in this, uh, this teaching tonight, is I want to give you seven, seven faith truths. Uh, you can write these down. They'll be on screen. You can take a picture of them, whatever. And um, I'll have a scripture that we bring with each one of these truths to kind of help build your faith or help establish your faith or you to grow stronger in your faith. So seven faith truths. Number one is your faith is an invisible substance. It's an invisible substance. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. We talked about that a, a couple weeks ago. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hear there, that hope up in there? The evidence of things not seen. So your faith is this invisible substance. Uh, it's kind of like the wind or electricity. We don't see the wind. We see what the wind blows, but we don't see wind. 
We don't see electricity, but you may not see it with your natural eye, but it's the presence. Its presence is this force, and it's proven by the results in your life. Wind moves the windmill. Wind moves the dirt or moves the leaf in the air. It, it moves your body. It moves your clothes. It's the result of the wind that you see, the electricity. You see a light pop on. You see uh, an air conditioner come on. You see the result of the electricity. And equally with faith, we see the result of faith, but we don't see the faith. And so we see that your faith is this invisible substance in our life. Number two, and I'm going to move through these quickly, but you already possess the seed of faith within you. You might say, well, I, you know, I, don't, I guess I don't have faith. So let's look at this. Romans 12 and 3 says, God dealt to every man the measure of faith. He gave to every man. Now, I believe that every man may have a different measure. I've preached about that before. Of faith, no doubt. And so, but I do believe that he has given you a measure of faith. So you can't leave out here and say, man, I just don't have any faith. He's given you a measure of faith. The ability to believe is in every person. And whatever you choose to believe, now you decide whether it will be productive or destructive in your life and to your faith. But you have faith. I like to say I want to believe in things that would increase my faith. Amen? So, number three, whenever you use your faith, you please the heart of God. God likes that. He's pleased by that. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to look what it says to please him. You're not going to please God if you don't have faith. For he that cometh to God must, look at here, believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Man, I love that scripture. It's just kind of a staple scripture. So faith is very, very, very important in your life, but it's also very important to God, and you're pleasing God. Please do not, that's why I would say please do not say such as things as I'm about to say here, because Saying things like this is, is just not good statements to make, and I'm going to explain it out to you. Don't make statements like, well, I just don't have much faith. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you why that wouldn't be the best thing to say. When I say I don't have much faith, I am saying I don't believe that he is. I don't believe the word of God is written and ordained by the God Almighty. I can't stand on it. I'm saying if I don't have much faith, I don't believe that God is real true. Does that make sense? Now, let me put that in human language for us just a second. For instance, if you had a child and that child came to you, and you, well, you overheard your child talking to somebody else, and they said this. They said, my parents are liars. Mm-hmm. That'd go over real good, wouldn't it? 
You'd want to investigate and say, now why did they say that? Where did they get that from? Why did they believe that? What did I say? What did I go against my word to say that made them think that I was a liar? Is it coming full circle now? Why would they say that? When you say this, I don't have much faith. You're saying, I'm right on the verge of kind of thinking that he might be a liar. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So it's very, very important for us. And so that's why you can understand that would not please you as a parent. And equally, it's not pleasing to God for you to think that he did something to you that you would think that he was a liar. Is that broke down? And so I don't want my faith to be tore down. I want it to be built up. We'll talk about how to do that here in a minute. But it's very, I would be as a parent, I'd be crushed kind of. I'd be humiliated. I would be insulted if my children said that. And equally, uh, God is big enough to override those things, no doubt. He's God. But I want him to be pleased in my faith. And I, and I know you do also. So we please God with our faith. You will inevitably experience what you consistently expect from God, what you believe in. And men who believe they can do something, Henry Ford said this. He said, men that believe they can do something and men who believe they can't are both right. Henry Ford said that. Well, well statement. Because if, if you don't think you can, you're probably right. Because you probably are not going to do it. But if you believe you can, you can do it. And it's, it's kind of the same principle. You inevitably experience, inevitably experience what you constantly expect or believe in God. So you take your measure and let it stretch out and grow into this believing in God. And so we're talking about that tonight to establish that in our life stronger and make it stronger in our life. So God wants you to believe every word of the, of the word of God. Every word, every, every dot, every crossing of the T. He's wanting you to be invested in and, and, to, and to grow into and be a believer of his word. Can somebody say amen? Okay. So hopefully I'm not putting you to sleep here. I'm kind of real teachy tonight. Uh, number, number four, you will change your circumstance when you change the direction of your believing. Kind of goes off of what I just said. Mark 9.23 says this. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. If you, just, if you can just believe, believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So... It's that process of a start believing that, you know what, God really wants me happy. How many of y'all believe that? He's a God of joy. He wants you happy. You all, I think everybody raised their hand. That's awesome. God wants you happy. That doesn't mean you're going to not have tough times, right? But he wants you to find joy in the journey and so he helps you find joy even in the wilderness or the valley of our lives. He gives us joy if we lean in to him. So I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe that Jesus 
wants me happy. And so I'm going to step into that. If I don't believe that, do you see what I'm talking about? I'm going to probably get what I, don't, what I believe. And so I'm going to step into that. God really wants me to be healed. Amen? My friend Shannon Larson's here. I can go public with this because he went public on Channel 12, 10, 10 o'clock news. I got to watch it. Man, y'all rocked the boat, made me proud as pastor. But he's about, he started, you started, right? Okay, he's starting. If you don't know yet, can, can you're going to do much better than I am. I, I will mess it up. Do you want to share it or do you want me to try? Okay, he is starting. Uh, Shannon has fought with brain tumors uh, in, in his life and has conquered this, the grace and help of God and the use of God's direction in him towards the medicine. And I believe God uses such as that for our life. And, and, and so he has two times in his life he's conquered this. It beat the tar out of him, but he conquered it. And he's lived a healthy life since then. But he has another brain tumor. And it's, and it's there on him. It's, it's growing at a slow rate, but it's growing, and they're calling for an intensive chemo on him that generally makes him very sick. If you don't know it, he's an assistant principal. And we got to pray for our buddy, right? He's working. He's, he's you know, he's got a family and, 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 and all that good stuff, but he is about to undergo major, major chemo in his body. Now... I said all that, you're supposed to skip those things, right? You're supposed to not talk about that when you talk about healing, talk about the tough stuff, right? No, we got to believe. We got to believe. I believe God really wants Shannon healed. Amen. That's your church family clapping for, for that. And so God really wants healing. I really believe that. He's a healer. He's a restorer. And we, I know we can look into things and say that he does things in different ways. He uses different means. I know all of those and I respect and believe in all those things. But at the core, I want to believe that God is in the middle of what is going on in Shannon's life and, and, and a participator active in there. And, and, and I'll tell you this, when Shannon feels like maybe he's not strong enough to pray those prayers of faith. I think it's his church family that's got to step up and have faith for him. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. And so I believe God wants him. I believe God really wants to supply all my needs. Amen? I believe God really wants to Move my mountains. What's a mountain in your life? We talked about that Sunday. I, I believe the seeds that I have planted are not wasted. I don't believe the seeds that we've planted in those areas are, are wasted. I don't believe, and in fact, I know that we haven't preached four weeks on healing and restoration in particular categories, and it's going to go unnoticed. I know it's not because we've stirred up a, the devil's hornet nest. Which I know God is all up involved in what I'm doing because we've ticked the devil off. 
which I got to laughing on the way to church tonight because it increases. I'm just messed up enough in belief in God <laughs> that when I see the devil rising up, my faith rises up to meet it because I know God is up to something. Amen. I believe that. And dare to believe that God is still alive and well. Amen, amen, amen. Number five, your biggest mountain will succumb to your smallest seed of faith. Your biggest mountain will succumb to your smallest seed of faith. Matthew 17 verse 20 says this, and we, we know this scripture, but if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you know, we've preached these messages and brought the little mustard seed up here before. And from your, where you're sitting, you wouldn't be able to see it. I mean, tiny, tiny, tiny. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. So when I get this faith thing and... It's not even that I have this great faith, but I'm not going to discount what I got. And I lean into that faith that I have, and all of a sudden I'm given permission to start speaking through my faith to things, plus big stuff. So I told our staff the other day, and I think this has really come to my own life through this series, that a, a, a real boldness with my faith, to, to quit accepting things and start speaking back to it. Is that all right? And I think all of us need sometimes a kind of a shaking of our faith. And this series has been, because you stand up here on Sundays when you know people are dealing with major addictions and saying Jesus can heal that stuff, you better stand up and be able to speak it with faith. You better look at people that marriages are falling apart and stare, and stare them square, square in the face and look at them and say, I believe God can touch this stuff. <laughs> you got to speak out. You got to call it out. You got to speak into people that are struggling with mind issues. You got to speak into financial people, the areas where people are having financial breakdown and square up in your faith. And I don't mean just a pastoral deal, but a, a, a living, a children of God thing and stand up, Kirk, and say, that's not happening. We're calling, we're calling that as is. That's a mountain. It shall be removed in the name of Jesus. Amen? <laughs> calling that stuff out, man. As a mustard seed, it's the heart. Listen, it's the heart of the mustard seed that illustrates the powerful faith, not the size. It's the heart of it. The mustard seed is something that seems to, it starts out so small, but it turns into a tree. The key is having growing faith. I'm not going to get hung up a long time there because I've been in a series called uh, Growth, and I don't want to get, you know, sound like I'm back in that, but... Like any seed, it must be watered, it must be nurtured, your faith has be, got to be taken care of it for it to grow, and as the apostle said unto the Lord, I want our faith to be increased. Lord, increase our faith. I want you to stop, man, there's three words, increase our faith, and just out loud right now, would we'll you say this, say, Lord, that's, that's the fourth word, you ready? Lord, increase our faith. All right, you got it now, I want you to go on your own. One, two, three, go. 
And so we, we, we say that, we pray that, we state that with the disciples, the apostles, and say, Lord, increase our faith. These are men that are walking with him, talking with him, seeing his miracles, and yet they're going, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, we got a mustard seed. You gave us a measure. I'm thankful for my measure. Now, I don't want to stay with the measure. I want my, my, I want my measure to grow. I want my mustard seed to turn into a tree. I want to grow in God. Now, I want to stop right here and, and, and just state something uh, for, for one of the precious members of Parkway. And that is Allison Broughton. You didn't know I was going to do that to you, but she, she's sweet enough to allow me to do it. But um, Allison, man, has really, really, really pushed her faith. And I'm so proud of Allison. So proud of Allison. I don't know how long y'all been a part of this church, Allison. Two years? Awesome. And, and I've watched their faith grow in God. And it's so exciting to me to watch people come to the church and their faith begin to grow. And before long, they're laying hands on other people that they might have the same thing happen to them that's happened in their own life. And, and Allison has done that exactly that. She goes, I know for, uh, she goes into the prisons. She goes into uh, places where women need ministry, intense, heavy stuff, and praying and intense prayer. And, 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 and they've seen healings and restorations and people be delivered from all different types of things and healings in their bodies. Allison, I'm not praising you, but I'm praising the faith that you allow to grow in you. Amen. Because it's bigger than Allison. And if I pray and God heals, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, Courtney, during our prayer counseling time, she was standing up here and had a really, I don't know if she's in the room, but she had a really tough time going on her body during service, but yet she came to church and I thought that was awesome. And, and I reached over during our prayer and prayer and just, I just put my hand on her shoulder and prayed for her right there in the middle of service. Now, this is to tell you what happened. That moment... In a moment, God instantly healed Courtney. Y'all, that's awesome. Now, does that, mean, does that mean that I need to stand right there and you need to come walk up there and it's got to be my left hand that lays on you? That's what we start doing as humanity. We start trying to bottle it. We start trying to bottle it and say it's that person. He, if he says that thing and he gets in that little tempo of prayer, if he gets that sound in his voice, it's about to happen. It's that guy, if that guy gets here at this time, if it's, you know, you got, you know, no. But it's the fact of our faith rises to meet the occasion and God steps in. And that's why that has nothing to do with Nathan Keating, only to the fact that I allowed my faith to step up to the occasion. I don't get personal glory out of that. God gets all the glory. Allison doesn't get glory. God gets all the glory. And if it ever turns, our faith starts dying. If it ever starts being about my faith, me, Nathan doing it. You understand? And so he gives us, he gives us help in that. And he usually does real well humbling in the, us in that area. Because it's that next time you step up and you raise it. Oh, here it is. Watch the holy hand. And it's like, I didn't feel nothing. But we got to have our faith reach. And so, but I do, I do honor Allison for stepping out in her faith and 
Let's give Alice, let's give it up for Alice. I'm proud of that girl. I'm proud of her. Doing all kind of ministries outside of these four walls. And just so, so, so proud of, of her. So, so let's, let's talk a few ways of how to increase our faith. How to increase our faith. Let's stop in this little area of growing our faith. This small seed of faith growing into a tree. Let's talk about a few practical things. Number one, and this is stuff that you know, but reading the Word of God. I, I, I want to just say this. If you, if you don't get in the Word of God, it is impossible for your faith to grow. And I don't want you to feel condemnation on that. I want you to feel encouragement. Even if you're not doing it, I don't want you to feel condemnation. I want you to feel encouragement that Man, this inspire you, okay? Condemnation don't inspire you. I want you to encourage you. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God speak to you. How many of you have ever read the Word of God? It happened to me this morning I was, as I read a scripture. Read the Word of God and it's like, dear goodness, that spoke right directly to me. Amen? I mean right directly to me. To me, and I've kind of turned my Facebook into a. If I that happens to me sometime, I've turned my face into book into a testimony. And because I don't mean I get on there and start preaching, I just put most of the time I put a little statement a day, but most of the time I just put a, put the scripture on there, and it's like I think people feel the power of the spoken word. It's like it almost don't even need anything else with it. It's just like. You know, unless we're just unpacking it a little bit. But it just, that, that word of God, that written word of God that people begin to read. And it's like, man, that just increases my faith. I was blown away today. I, I was, had done it just for a couple hours and had 13 shares of that scripture. That means that when you get up, probably up to around 10 shares, thousands of people are going to see that scripture on Facebook. So I got excited that there in my moment of prayer, boy, it's just instantly amplified. And whether yours gets a bunch of shares or not, it's the fact that it gets spoke to you. And you, the word of God spoke and increases your faith. How many times you feel like you've been a little bit depleted and, and, then, and that word just spoke to you and lifted you up out from your valley and encouraged you and gave you that rhema from the word of God. That's the word of God doing it, and you've got to get in the word of God. Now, I know you're here tonight getting in the word of God. This is that spoken word. So there's the hearing uh, word there's the, that, that where you hear the spoken word, and then there's the, the written word where you read. And all of those things are so necessary in our life. That's why church attendance is so huge. Amen? And I'm speaking of the choir, but it's, it's so huge because it, it is, it's that spoken word that we hear and digest. And then we're, we're picking that up in our devotion and, and tying it in. Even if it's 10 minutes of devotion and you're soaking that word up and you're growing in God. And, 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 and the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith, look, look here, here comes faith, here comes faith. Look what the wings of faith comes in on. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So all of our faith, here comes our faith. It's growing, it's developing, it's, it's growing, but it's doing so through the Word of God. That's why I feel like it's impossible for your faith to grow without being involved somehow in the Word of God. And, and man, I'm going to tell you, we just happen to live in an age so different than 100 years ago. I'm going to say 50 years ago even. I'm going to say 10 years ago. I mean, like technology is like changes every hour. 
we're like in the season of, oh my goodness, it's so easy to get your hands on so many spiritual helps without spending a dollar. And I've, I've said what I've recommended so many times is that you version, but Bible app, but, um, but DVDs, CDs, our podcast, dear goodness, it's compl- we have completely stripped down. It don't cost you anything to hear the message again. Well, you don't have to pay $4 for a CD or $4 or $5. It, you, you, just, you just get it. It's free. It's free. And people are sharing it. Hey, 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 Robbie, you're here tonight. Good to see you, man. Robbie spends a month off out in Australia or somewhere. In, that, in Australia? Can I tell a story about you? I love stories, dude. So, uh, Robbie, is, now, Robbie, if I mess it up, just fix it or nod like I'm act, telling the truth. But um, Robbie was out in Australia. Robbie, did remember that guy you was testify, test, giving your testimony to? And Okay, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, did y'all use the podcast in that? Okay, so they were listening to the podcast together in Australia. I'm like, I went famous. You know, if you get out of the local for you got famous. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, it, they're in Australia, and are y'all like on a rig out in the middle of the water or stuff? Oh, that even makes it cooler, man. So, y'all, y'all just out in the middle of nowhere, and I mean, there's not even anything like jumping around y'all and stuff. So, y'all are out, out here in, in, in Australia, and, and they, he, he gets on this rig in the middle of open water and has a podcast Bible study. This guy is stirred up in his faith. And wants to go back to church. Isn't that cool? Oh, no, no, you ain't heard rest of the story. So Robbie or Jennifer, somebody got in touch with me, says, is there a church in where this guy lives that you'd recommend? We said, yeah. We sent him to a particular place. That's the last I heard of it. Robbie, I don't even know if you know this part of the story, but this is cool. So this guy, I, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I thought that he started going back to church or whatever. Uh, about a month ago, Michael Scobie is preaching out one weekend, and he's preaching in somewhere, wherever, I don't know if it was Mississippi, Arkansas, Mississippi. He's preaching in Mississippi, God help him. And, and, he, and he's out, uh, I'm sorry, and he, and he was out in Mississippi preaching, and he's at this little church preaching, and on Sunday, and the guy walks up, it's only about a month ago, and this guy walks up and says, I know you. And Michael says, uh-huh. He said, I've heard you preach before. He said, really? He said, yeah, on y'all's podcast. It's the guy that Robbie started a Bible study with through our podcast in the middle of Australia. And my, is that not awesome? That's just awesome, man. That's awesome. Did y'all know that last part of the story? Oh, foot. I wanted to be the first to tell you. So, and and that's just awesome how God works. In other words, we live in an era and a time for you to hear the spoken word, to get involved in the written word, read the word of God. I've got four devotions going right now in this app that I'm in that's all free, tapped in, free stuff. I don't mean big, heavy, deep devotion that takes me four hours to read. I can read all four of them in about 15 minutes. I mean, but I digest stuff and get stuff in my system, building up, building up, building up, building up. So meditate on that scripture. Listen to it. Meditate it. Let it speak to you. Not just read it to get your reading in, but meditate it. Let that word speak into your life. 
Meditate on it. Memorize it. Memorize it. Hell's fighting you in an area. Memorize that. Memorize the word of God and then talk scripture. Let it come out of you. Talk it around your people that, that are believers and start talking that stuff, man. Talk scriptures that meant something to you, that spoke to you. Talk it out because while you're talking, it may minister to them and it's also going to build up and increase your faith. Amen? All right, number six, you must pursue what you really believe God wants you to possess. The Bible says in James 1, 5 and verse 6 also, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith. Now look at this close. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth, he's talking about this asking in faith, is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. So it's just kind of everywhere. It's unstable. It just kind of, you know, blows here and there. It's just wishy-washy probably is a word we'd use. And so he's saying be stable in your faith. So when you, when you, when you got a God heart and you're... Praying, not my will, but thine be done. In other words, your motives are pure. Pray that prayer with unwavering faith. Believing, looking at it square in the face. Believing that you are going to possess what you are asking for. Unwavering faith. faith. Not wish you, I don't know, you think God wants to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Even if he doesn't, I'm still going to, you know, I mean, I just, I, you know. unwavering. Go into it, believing. Lord, I believe. I believe. And you may be like the apostle that says, and help my unbelief. We'll give you room for that. He'll give you room for that. He, he, he can handle that. But I'm going to step in and say, God, I'm standing on the belief factor. I may be having some stroke, but I'm standing on the belief factor. I'm coming in this thing knowing and believing that you can do what we have that is our passion and desire that we feel like, God, you have given us. And that's why I say a God heart. In other words, God, I'm praying and believing. When, when our staff gets together and we start meeting to, for direction in the church for the next year, or we meet together all the time, you know, planning and staging and brainstorming. And we always pray before we start. And, and we say this, God, let our thoughts today be God thoughts. Let our decisions be God decisions. Let us make every decision be based on your will, your direction. That way, when I pray that prayer with that openness, that when that thought comes into my mind, and it's not like an evil thought, it's not going to be an evil thought. You're in this moment, and you trust that what God has given you through creativity is a God thing. And you stand on it. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, God opens up the great creator Loves to give you creativity and give you thoughts in your mind. And I don't mean like, you know, you can instantly always put your thought up against the Word of God. And so if it balances with the Word of God, it's going to be true. But if it goes against the Word of God, it's not going to be true. So I could give you instances where that would factor in, but I don't have time. But if it doesn't balance out with the Word of God, you know you just ate some bad pizza. But if it balances with the word of God, be assured in that. 
Do you hear what I'm trying to say there? Be assured in that. Believe in what you have belief in and be assured and possess the land, man. Go for it. Go for it. So if on Sunday, if God uses you, that we say, hey, now we're going to pray over needs. On Sunday, we're going to stage this thing out in a different spot. It's going to be a neat, neat day, man. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss. And, and I believe God has given me something for Sunday. And, and, and when we do this, if God lays on your heart to put your hand on a shoulder and pray over somebody, don't pray a mamby-pamby prayer. Do you know what that is? I don't know what it is, but just don't pray it. Don't be wimpy. Don't be sketchy. Go into that thing with confidence. Shannon Larson does not need somebody laying hands on him, feeling sorry for Shannon Larson. Is that okay to say? He needs you to step up. Man, we can all feel sorry that he's going through. That's compassion and empathy. He needs somebody to step up with faith and lay their hands on him and say, God, I'm asking you to bring him through this. Amen? Bring him through this and possess it. I'm claiming it. I don't know how God plans on doing the process, but I claim it. And I'm, I'm possessing that. I'm stepping into that. I got faith to believe it. And your passion is the desire really steps up when you start asking God with that steadiness in your heart. And I got to tell you, I and you have both went into many prayers Stumbling in there with our faith, not really possessing and believing. But I'm trying to build up your faith. I'm really trying tonight. I preached about this before because I got a totally different philosophy on being a faith healer. And I'm, tonight, I'm trying to heal your faith. We got faith healer being Benny Hinn. No, that's not what, or this certain guy that if that guy gets here, you're going to get healed, like I said earlier. That's not what I'm talking about. A faith healer is anyone that steps into any situation, pastor, non-pastor, work, anywhere, and someone has broken down faith, and you begin to encourage them and build up their faith. You are healing their faith. Tap somebody near you and say, you're a faith healer. In other words, building up. Their most holy faith, building that up. Jimmy, I'm a faith healer. You're a faith healer. Jimmy, you've spoken things to me that it's healed my faith. You've encouraged me. It's not just me going that way. It's him this way. And that's, I could speak that for everyone in this room. We're the body of Christ, amen? Because there's sometimes we feel like, whoa, and, and we have the body lift us up and build up our holy faith and increase our faith again. And, and we do that through telling stories about Robbie and the goodness of God in that situation and telling stories about how what God has done with Anna and Billy and how God has done a work in, in Billy's life. And, 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 and man, there was a season when I met with Billy and Anna and they're open to share their story. But there, there's a season I met with them that I'm going to be honest with you. I was in the room and my faith was starting to go down and I had to pick myself back up and believe, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. This thing is not dead. It's not over. I've got a God. They're wanting victory. He can do this. And their redemption story gives me this excitement to step into other marriage situations and says, 
excuse my terminology, it ain't over. Amen? And I want to tell you something. You walk through something. You walk through a valley. You let God heal you. Boy, you ought to be the first out in praying over somebody and increasing their faith. Amen? Is David still in the room, David? Senior David? He had to leave to work. David healed, God healed David of, of cancer. I mean, just, I mean, he walked through some tough times, but he came out. All right? Man, I love when David prays over people that have walked through that area. He's got a faith. He's walked through it. God's done a work. Amen? I, I love it. Uh, Joe, Joe Lowry's wife, God healed her of cancer. I mean, she was in fourth stage cancer, and God healed that woman. And when we would talk about issues in that area, uh, boy, she would step up. She, boy, she wanted to pray for somebody. And I love it because God increased her faith in that area. What has God done for you that you could use? Has God everybody healed anybody's mind? Huh? Don't discount that. He's healed your mind? Man, you're in a world that needs mind healing. God's healed relationship. Anybody heals God? Be proud. Be step out. God can use you to heal others. Amen. God healed addictions. All the different things we've preached about. God has healed these areas. Let's step up and, 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 and use those talents. I'm, I'm trying to heal your faith so God can do all he wants through you. So miracles don't happen where they are needed. They happen where they are wanted. Their desire. Lady with the issue of blood, she needed a healing, yes, but she wanted a healing. She hungered for it. Do you hunger that your relationship be healed? Are you just accepting that your mind is the way it is? I'm speaking to some stuff right now, but I want you to believe that I don't have to accept this. In Jesus' name. And that's why you don't have to accept it. Because you've got a name that's greater than any other name. Amen, amen, amen. So, uh, number seven, your guarantee of eternal life hinges upon your faith in Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, what? Believe. Believeth in him, believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 14, 1 through 3, let, your heart, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. It's Jesus speaking. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where you, am, that where you are I may be, that, excuse me, that where I am, there you may be also. Amen? So, so, put your trust, belief in the Almighty God. So, it is, it is 8.03, and I got five really cool steps. I'm going to give you the headings, and that's it. I'm going to leave with you and let you go to Dickie's and eat for the help bless the youth. That was by faith. I'm going to give you five key suggestions. Would you stand so I feel 
so you, so you know that I'm really serious about this thing. Number one, I don't have these on the screen for you, but if you want to write, you can do this. Five key suggestions. Really, I'm not going to teach these. I'm just going to give you the headings. Avoid trivial conversations that may encourage slanderous words or strife. It will destroy your faith. I'm going to say it again. Avoid trivial conversations that may encourage slanderous words or strife, for it will destroy your faith. I've got scripture for all this, but I'm not going to tell you I wasn't going to teach it. Number two, sanctify a private place for daily prayer. I'm going to have that moment, that time. I'm going to build up my time, my, my, my faith. Number three, learn to recognize the immediate and constant presence of God. He is always with you. Try not to teach these. I'm just trying to give them out. Constant presence of God. Like all the time. He's right there with you. Recognize that. Number four, establish a regular fasting schedule. Not just once a year at the beginning of the year when the church calls us. But something regular. Consistent. That keeps you where you need to be. That keeps your faith growing. I'd love to be able to teach on that one a lot. Because that's, I've got, anyways. Number five. Constantly picture the rewards. Constantly picture the rewards that your dream seeds will produce. Constantly see it. See it. I'm seeing it. It's unseen, but I'm picturing it in my spirit. I can see my family saved. I can see it. Joseph pictured himself in a palace before he got there. Abraham pictured children before he had children. Reached in it. He could see it. I claim it in Jesus' name. I'm going to move towards that in the name of the Lord. Amen? You receive that? If any of you didn't get all that and want it, come up here and I'll give it to you and pass it on. Let's pray. Lord, I love you tonight. I thank you. I believe in you. I magnify you. God, we thank you. I, I've tr tried to teach the Word of God, faith in the Word of God. We've tried to do all of that in this short amount of time, Lord, but we want to grab hold of that, our faith to be built up, grow into that, establish. God, I ask that you would just do that in every one of our lives. Grow stronger in the Lord, stronger in our faith. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen.